0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You're listening to The Employment Hour with Lior Sampiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW. Are back at it and
1: ready to roll. Phone lines, if you can believe it, already open for you to call in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Email is simple as well. It is help at employmenthour.com. You want to get a hold of the or you should do that anytime. I know we will talk about it. It's called the Severance Pay Calculator. It will tell you very quickly and very responsibly uh, how you should be and what you should be getting as far as your severance is concerned. If you haven't used this before, you can check it out now, severancepaycalculator.com more details on that coming up plus we will be discussing over the next hour here on the show why uh, so many people so many people the vast majority accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance this is a major issue this is the genesis for the show so many years ago so we'll talk to that as well but first leor my brother we always talk about a little bit of the uh, the week that was things
2: have been happening in your side of the world what's going on pal well john it's it's july now and it's uh summertime the dog days of summer but believe it or not uh even though usually we're, we see a slowdown in my office this time of year, it's been extremely busy. Uh, people calling, people emailing me, uh, people dealing with their problems at workplace and need some help with that, uh, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I I wanna be able to talk to as many people as possible. That's why I give up my number, I give up my email address. That's why we're here live on the radio. So to, to help uh, you if you're dealing with the workplace problem. So take advantage of this and, and call us right now. Let's talk about those issues. We're here till five o'clock to answer the, the questions that you may have and you'll be doing others a favor if you call us right now to ask your questions because others probably are dealing with the exact same issues that you're dealing with and by helping yeah. you by talking to you by walking you through those solutions that are available and by the way there's always solutions we'll be helping others as well so take advantage call us don't be bashful and to, to give you a sense of a couple of the uh, situations Johnny that I, uh, I dealt with just over the past few days at the office Uh, Let me start off the week that was. First uh, matter, I spoke with a, a, a young woman, found herself in a very difficult situation she she had a job for for about 4 or 5 years kind of an entry level position uh and finally uh you know to to her uh you know surprise and and to her uh really joy she got another job more senior position better pay and she was very happy about that obviously as anyone would be and she quit her job and uh you know she signed a new employment agreement with a new company had her start date lined up and then guess what the rug gets pulled out from under her Two days before she's going to start, so on the Friday, I guess, before the Monday, she was going to get started, uh, started the new job. Company contacts her and says there's been a major change, major restructuring back in the corporate headquarters. And because of that, we, we don't have a job for you after all. Sorry, our bad, and we wish you all the best. Well, obviously, this was devastating for her. Uh, she had quit her job. Uh, she had no income now no no, position to go back to, and and, uh, and and a lot of problems, a lot of financial issues. She contacted me, and she wanted to know, can they do this? Well, here's the thing, John. Once she has an agreement with the company to start a job, she has a job even before she started. So what does that mean? That means that even if they decide to let her go before she formally starts the first day, they have to pay her severance. In this situation, I actually assessed her as being owed two months of severance. Now remember, this is someone that has not worked. She had not started at the job. This was the Friday before the Monday she was going to get started, yet she was still owed two months pay. And not only is she owed that, it's going to be pretty easy to resolve. So I'm going to be working with her over the next uh, few days and few weeks to get her that compensation and I have no doubt whatsoever that we're going to be able to do that. So I wanted to send a kind of the message here, maybe a bit of a warning for employers is if you decide to walk away from a job offer that you've made, if you decide not to actually have the employee that you've hired start, you owe them severance. You can't walk away from those obligations just because they haven't started working. And of course, if you, if you find yourself in that situation, if you accepted a job and then they decided not to hire you, you got to give me a call. You could be owed a few months pay just like this lady. Uh, and that's extremely important because you need that time, John, to find another job. You bet.
1: What else uh, What else you got
2: going on? Second situation, uh, another classic constructive dismissal. I spoke to a, a, a very young, uh, well, not actually young, uh, but, but a, a very nice lady, another lady. And she had worked for a, a company, well, actually it was a, a doctor's office, for close to 30 years. And for the last 15 or so, she worked exclusively from home. And she was doing some bookkeeping uh, uh, work from home exclusively. And recently the company told her that uh, we have had some uh, internal discussions and we need you to have this job done at our offices, at our clinics. So rather than work from home anymore, you have to do it at our clinic. And you know what? They actually had legitimate reasons as to why they wanted it done at the clinic rather than at home. But for this lady, that was impossible. She had another job and she worked her schedule around this, around the ability to do it from home. And she told him, no, can't do it. So he responded by saying, well, I guess you're quitting so long, farewell, here's your record of employment. Well, John, not so fast. They're the ones that changed the terms of of employment. They're the ones that took away an important term, which is the ability to work from home, So not only did she not quit, this was a termination. This was a constructive dismissal and they owe her severance for her as much as two years of pay. She'd been there for almost 30 years. So even though they had a reason as to why they wanted her to work from home, it didn't matter. Her job was working from home. Her job was not working at the office. So because of that, that change that they've implemented is illegal. So remember, if you're listening, if your employer changes the terms of employment, whether it's your actual job, your compensation, where you do your job, that's illegal, and you can absolutely say no.
1: A really smart heads up there to get people to call and be aware of that, because even the smallest changes, which people think, ah, they can do that, no problem, there's nothing I can say about
2: it. No, 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 they may be able to put the brakes on right then and there, right? And not only can you, you actually should, because if you don't, if you let them do this one thing, you've may, maybe given them the right to do it again and again in the future. So it's not going to be just this one time, this one change. It could be 5, 10, 50 more changes. And the problem with that is you, you may find that the job you you have is not the job you're going to have. So that's a problem. So if your employment terms are being changed, you have to stand up for your rights. That
1: number again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call in, ask a question. It is always a, a bright thing to do. And uh, we'll get to uh, Bretton here. How are you? Good afternoon. Hello,
3: I'm good. Uh, thank you. Oh.
1: What's your concern? Yeah, my Bretton. Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah. My concern is uh, I'm a tradesman, and I've been told by some employers that uh, construction workers are not eligible for severance unless they've worked at the same location for more than six consecutive months. And for most construction workers, that never happens. I was hoping you could set the record straight on that.
2: This is a terrific question, Breton. Absolutely love this question. And, and let me make it very clear, and there's no hesitation here. That is wrong. That is false. You get severance, doesn't matter if you're in construction or another job, you get severance the same as everyone else, severance is not uh, excluded for construction employees. That's one of the big misconceptions. So yes, the amount of severance may vary depending on the length of employment, but that is wrong. So if you or anyone else, you're, you're a tradesperson, you work in the construction area and you lose your job, the company decides that you're not going to work there, they have to pay you severance. And that's true. Even if you work there for less than six months, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much you're owed. So, Breton, what they told you there is completely false.
3: A uh, quick follow-up question, if you have a moment.
2: Yep, sure, sure.
3: Um, can can I be laid off with the excuse of there is no more work, even if other employees are working? So I basically yeah, been told there's question. no work for my skill set, even though other people are working. So i have been laid off, not fired.
2: So, unless you signed an employment agreement that allows them to, to do that specifically, which most, most people have, then no, you cannot. But what I mean by the fact that you cannot is that if you are quote-unquote laid off, you can treat that as a termination. You have the right to treat that as a termination and get your severance. So, no, you don't just have to sit at home, wait, and hope that they call you back. You can treat that as a termina- termination and get your severance right away. So, no, bottom line is if they do that, they've essentially terminated your employment.
1: Thank you all right, thanks, Brenton. Appreciate that so you have plenty of time to call in as well that is six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your uh, on your cell abdul welcome good afternoon how are you
4: uh good afternoon um what's going uh, on with you my, hi uh, in my own case you know, uh, yeah, i yeah w- I worked with my company for like four years and i want I went on medical uh leave. Uh, for almost a year, yeah, I was being paid from the insurance company, and um, all of a sudden, you know, you know, I still hadn't gotten better, and they just kept, uh, you know, sending me letters that that I had to come back to work. Uh, you know, they did this several times, and uh, then after that, they just uh, terminated my uh, mm. my employment. I think they gave me a two weeks' pay uh, payment, and that's it.
2: Now, how long ago was that, uh, Abdul? Oh, that's long ago. I was like, oh, pfft. that would be as uh, close to like six, 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 7 months No, Yeah. Six, seven months, not years, months, right? Yeah, months. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, Abdul, if you're unable to work and they know that in the sense that you've provided them something from a doctor that says you cannot work, then they can't fire you. D- did you give them something from your doctor? Did they know that you're still unable to work? Oh, yeah. They have every, they have everything, yeah. So, uh, and how long did you work there for, Abdul? Uh, Four years. So someone in your situation would actually be owed six months pay likely. But beyond that, the fact that they let you go when you're off on a disability leave, that's potentially a human rights violation. It's illegal. They can't do that apart from severance. So not only is the two weeks nonsense. They potentially owe you six months, potentially more than that. It, potentially they also owe you human rights damages. So the good news is because this only happened six, seven months ago, as you said, you still have time. You're not out of time yet. I was afraid you're gonna tell me this happened in five years. But because it's only happened a few months ago, you, we can still deal with it. So what I want you to do, Abdul, is as soon as uh, we get off the air or, or a Monday to Friday, at some point, call me. Call me at the office, let's talk about that. Let me get some more details from you, and then I can help you get what you owed. because what they did sounds absolutely illegal. All right. Okay. That's good. Um, So how will I get hold of you?
1: I'm going to give you that uh, number right now, Abdul, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123, and help at employmenthour.com. You got a great phone line, 604 283 3123, (laughs) brothers. 604 283 3123. And uh, email is simple as well help at employmenthour.com. Frank, John, I see you guys uh, waiting there. Hang on. We will get to your phone calls after we take a short break. And for you as well, lines open, ready to, to rock and roll. 604 280 9898 to call in. Get your questions answered or star 9898 on cell. Employment Hour, right here, 980 CKNW.
0: Back to the Employment Hour with Leor Samfiru and John Scholes on 980
1: CKNW. And it's uh, 419. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. You have plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions if it's about your job, your severance, maybe calling for a pal or a family member. No problem. Bring it on here till 5 o'clock to answer them. 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In that regard, Frank, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern?
5: I, uh, I work 32 hours a week. I do two 12-hour days and one 8-hour day. And my employer now says they don't have to pay me overtime for the July 2nd holiday because I don't do 40 hours a week.
2: Now, what kind of a job do you have, Frank? What do you do? I'm in security. Okay, so yes, you have to get paid overtime. On the days that you work more than eight hours a day, you have to get do, paid overtime. I do get uh, I do get the
5: uh, four hours a day overtime for my 12-hour days.
2: Okay, you get time and a half for those four hours. I do. But okay, so, they're so,
5: saying now because uh, I don't get enough hours, they don't have to pay me for the uh, eight-hour July 1st I worked, I guess.
2: So they don't have. Okay, I'm not not trying to understand the question. You you worked, and they don't want to pay you for when you worked. Uh, They paid me
5: uh, like they pay me the overtime for the days I work twelve hours. They pay four hours overtime each day, but I also worked on the holiday, which was July first. Canada, yeah, and they are saying that they only have they don't have to pay me the extra
2: overtime. How many hours did you work then? I worked twelve, but and they don't want to I pay under- you for, for for then for the for no, the twelve they, hours.
5: They don't want to pay me overtime for the twelve.
2: No, they hours. have to pay that overtime. I understand now the question. They have so to pay you that overtime. They, they're absolutely they have wrong.
5: The twelve hours overtime.
2: Yeah, they do. And and, now, and if they I- won't, the, your option is we can send them a letter or potentially just go to the Ministry of Labor. Uh, here in BC and, and have them kind of go knock on the company's door and say, hey, you, you owe uh, Frank some, uh, some payment?
5: Now, what I understand uh, I don't know some holiday act, I wrote it down but I don't have it with me that uh, July 2nd is considered the holiday. Yes. So I worked eight hours on the 2nd of July and they don't want to pay me overtime for that.
2: Okay, so so again, if you work more than eight hours, they have to pay you overtime. If you did yes. not work more than than eight hours, then they don't. It's as simple as that. Regardless of which day it was, if if you work more than eight hours, they have to pay you overtime. It's as simple as that, Frank.
5: They have to pay me eight, four hours extra
2: overtime. A, a time and a half, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Well, you, you exceeded been doing the, that, the daily maximum.
5: But the, they do that. But uh, the July holiday, they're not paying me overtime for.
2: So, again, that is wrong. So I I would recommend probably best advice to contact the Ministry of Labor. That should be very easy to resolve because, yeah, they they owe you overtime. And you should tell your colleagues the same. If they uh, are in that situation and they didn't get paid the overtime that they owed, they should also go to the Ministry of Labor because, again, you earned it, you're owed it, you should get paid.
1: Frank, appreciate your call, and uh, for you as well. You have time to call in; plenty of time till like, close to five o'clock. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell phone. John, hi there.
6: Uh, yes, my situation is uh, is I guess unique. I would say I have uh, I my, I just went to the do- had some back pain and I went to the doctor, and he uh, kind of diagnosed me with. Um, uh, inflammation, right in the in the you know in the uh, of the 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 discs, right. And to make a long story short, I I cannot. There are a couple of functions that my job now I cannot perform. So he he actually recommended me to take six months off and, and let it heal itself, right? Because it's not a it's not a permanent condition, right? So right. But my my question is, um, when I looked at the that the insurance of the company and so forth, and it doesn't provide anything to me until four months later, but. So is it is it a fact that you can actually claim for unemployment insurance for the first four months?
2: Of yes, you off? can claim unemployment insurance. I, 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 I believe it's for three months only, but you I can. See. If you cannot work because of a medical condition, the company yeah. has to issue you a record of employment that says you can't yeah. work because of a disability, and then you yeah. can apply for EI, and I believe it's for 13 weeks uh, that you can get paid uh, from them, and at some point after that, the if you have disability coverage from your employer, that's going to kick in. So there may be a little gap still there, yeah. but but beyond that, yes, you will get paid for most of that time from uh, EI.
6: Okay. Yeah. That actually that makes sense because that because the the insurance from the company kicks in at the four month point, and so this would probably this obviously fill, fills in most of the gap before that, right? So
2: yeah, exactly. So, but you do okay. need a record of employment from your employer. Uh, and okay. once you have that, you can apply. It, it, it's pretty fast, pretty quick, and efficient. Uh, and I you'll see. get paid. It's not difficult to qualify for that. So uh, hopefully, if your doctor says you can't work, there should be no problem.
6: Yeah, no. And I need—I guess I need the doctor's note in writing. I suppose somewhere along the line, you is would. That,
2: yes. Yeah. You okay, would. Okay,
6: that's that's no problem. Now, is that for the insurance company or is that for the government for unemployment or both?
2: Well, you will need it for both at some point, yes. You will need it for the government, uh, i.e. the employment insurance, and you'll also need it for the uh, disability insurance through the company. Uh, They'll need your doctor to to complete a form that talks about the fact that you cannot work. Uh, And then if you have any problems, by the way, with the insurance company ever, if they won't approve you for whatever reason or if they approve you and they cut you off before you're ready to go back to work, call me. But if you don't uh, no problems, have your doctor fill out the paperwork, and that should be fine.
6: Yeah, okay. What is your website, if that's possible? I'd like to go on, and go on your easiest website. The easiest
2: website to go to is employmenthour.com. Okay. Uh, you, you'll, you'll find links to everything you need there uh, and, you, uh, and my contact information as well.
6: Employmenthour.com. Okay, I'm going to definitely go on to your website. Thank you very much for your service. I appreciate that.
1: Uh, John, appreciate the call. And to get a hold of the order, by the way, just in case you need so afterwards, 604-283-3123 and help at uh, employmenthour.com as well. That's why we are here each and every week till 5 o'clock to answer those questions and get them through. you got lots of time. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So, as I mentioned off the top, uh, so many people accepting literally pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. First of all, how common is it for people who have lost her job to sign off. I'm talking sign off and be done with it on a bad severance offer.
2: John, the reason why you and I started doing the show years ago is because no. of this problem, is because of the fact that I was so frustrated seeing people accept every day uh, severance offers that are pennies on the dollar that I wanted to try to reach as many people as possible to educate people, to have a, a, the opportunity to speak to people that they may have them or find themselves in that situation. So how common is it? John, in my experience, it happens 9 out of 10 times. So 9 out of 10 people that are offered inadequate severance, and by the way, most people are offered inadequate severance, and 9 out of 10 people are going to accept it, and they're going to accept it for various reasons that we're going to talk about so that hopefully if you're listening, you're you're going to know not to make that mistake, but it's extremely common. And by the way, John, when I talk about pennies on the dollar, I actually mean that. I'm not talking about a situation when someone was owed four months' pay and accepted three months' pay. That's bad enough as it is. It's a month's pay. I'm talking about situations where people accept pennies. So instead of four months, you accept two weeks. That happens all the time. People walk away from tens of thousands of dollars that they're legally owed, and that's what we're going to be talking about, why that happens, and how to make sure it doesn't happen to you.
1: You know, you mentioned pennies on the dollar, and with the individual it sounds bad enough, but the flip side is you can imagine how much money all these companies' employers are saving, whether they know it or not, on not giving proper severance, right?
2: That's why you do it. Well, yeah, And, and there's two main reasons as to why companies offer inadequate severance to begin with. The first one is exactly what you said, is to try to save money. Uh, companies would assume and often do assume that an employee doesn't know any better. So they're going to accept less than what they're owed. So, hey, what a good way to save money. We're going to offer them less. They're going to accept less. And we just save a whack of money. So that's that's main reason number one. The other main reason as to why companies offer inadequate severance, those are the quote-unquote innocent companies, is they right. may not know better themselves. They may be under uh, some sort of misapprehension or believe a misconception and they may think that they're doing the right thing, but they're not. So some companies do it on purpose to save money. Other companies do it because they don't know any better. The net effect is the same. People are offered inadequate severance, they accept it, and then when they realize it was inadequate, it's too late to do anything about it.
1: And another reason that they, that they accept this, I'm talking about employees now before we
2: break. I'll throw this one at you. Quite simply, they're in shock when it happens, and they're not thinking clearly, right? If you just lost your job, you walked into an, a meeting, you thought today was going to be a regular day. And instead, in, you're in this meeting, your HR person is there, your boss is there, and you're told today is your last day. When that happens, you're not going to be thinking clearly. You're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I have to pay my bills. How am I going to find another job? How, what, are, what is a new employer going to ask me? And at that point, you're asked to make a decision about your severance. Most people are not thinking clearly. They're feeling this pressure, and they're making the wrong decision. They accept something because they're in this weakened state. So that's why we were here. We want to educate people so that they know how to deal with this situation if they ever find themselves in it. So yes, don't make the decision when you're in that weakened state call me instead, go to Severance Pay Calculator instead, and, and do the right thing.
1: Call you, uh, indeed, and also call the show. We're going to take a short break for uh, for a little bit of news here, but we're going to get you a hang on the line. Grant, I see you there. Stand by. We'll get to you. You as well. Plenty of time until 5 o'clock, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. We continue with an excellent version of The Employment Hour, once again here on 980 CKNW.
0: Got an opinion? Call now. 604-280-9898. This is The Employment Hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW.
1: We go till uh, nearly 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Plenty of time for you to call in. There's also star 9898 on your cell as well. And if you haven't checked it out, do so. Find out what your severance should be. Severancepaycalculator.com is uh, is what we're talking about. So we want to get to uh, all of those. As we uh, we continue on here, we're talking about, though, the uh, the elements and the reasons why, Lior, people accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. Again,
2: they're pressured by the employer. That's right, and that is a huge, huge uh, one, John, when the employer puts that pressure on the individuals. So how does that work? Well, they're pressured by the employer oftentimes by having a deadline. So there's gonna be a deadline in every severance letter that says to accept this, you have to sign this offer by whatever the date is. Well, here's the thing, John, uh, that deadline is meaningless, but most people don't understand that. So how is a severance letter looking like? Well. We're going to pay you two weeks' pay, but if you sign this page, we'll pay you four weeks' pay. But only if you sign this by Friday. And if you don't sign by Friday, right. uh-oh, you're not going to get it. Well, the reality is that forget about that four weeks' pay. You're probably owed six months' pay. That is a pressure tactic, and it works quite well. Most people feel that pressure. They think, oh, my gosh, I have to accept this because it's, it's going to go away if I don't. It's very busy in my office uh, on Thursday afternoon because people call me when their severance packages are about to expire on the next day on the Friday. Don't worry about that deadline. Don't worry about that pressure tactic. That's all it is. Your job is to make sure you get what you're owed. So you call me. You call another employment an employment lawyer if you don't like me. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's the easiest place to go to, to find out what you're owed. And if you need more time, take more time. Take ten days. Take ten months if you absolutely need to. Okay, but don't, don't, don't uh, fall for this pressure tactic. Because once you sign off on it, at that point it's too late to do anything about it. At that point you're stuck and you can't get any more.
1: Again, the uh, phone number is 604-280-9898 or star 989 N your cell. We'll get to a call here in just a moment. Another one I want to get through before that is they trust that the company must have given them appropriate sevens. They They should know they're the company, right?
2: That's right. So again, two things here, either the, they, they trust the company, you know, it's a it's a good company, it's an honest company, they've always treated me well, so if they're saying that's all I'm owed, well that's all I'm owed. So there's that trust that, that comes into play. And beyond that, company uh, and employees may think, well, if they say that's all I'm, I'm owed, they must know they've done this before, they're more sophisticated than I am, so who am I to disagree with it? Well, again, not so fast. Remember what I said that most people are or are, are offered a lot less than what they're actually owed, a lot less than what they're owed. So if that's what happens to you, you have to assume that the offer is not adequate. You have to assume that you're owed more. So don't don't take the company's word for it. Don't assume that the company is doing the right thing. Maybe they're trying to do the right thing or they think or they think that they're doing the right thing. But it's not their job to tell you what you're owed. It's your job to find out what you're owed. If you don't, if you believe someone uh, else, then unfortunately that's on you. And when you realize that that was a mistake, you can't do anything about it. It's your responsibility. And gosh, it's so easy. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Done. Takes 10 seconds. Uh, So find out. Don't take anyone's word for it.
1: We'll get to uh, another call here. Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you?
3: uh great uh how are you guys today
1: good man what's up
3: uh can you hear me okay
1: yes sir yeah. go ahead
3: oh great okay uh a little bit of a long story but i'll uh, make it as short as possible just to give you the idea of it uh i worked 30 years for a major airline uh, uh in canada here and uh i uh developed a medical condition. Uh, plus physical condition, uh, uh, the physical was a WCD uh, claim. The medical condition, which is the most I'm concerned about, uh, I had my doctor, uh, it's an untreatable medical condition, and uh, my doctor and specialist said that I was too sick to uh, return to work. Uh, until I got better, which was uh, probably a, would be a miracle. But anyways, uh, I, was, uh, I, I applied for my insurance uh, with Great West Life, and uh, it, uh, I filled out form after form after form. The doctor filled out forms and so on and so forth. Uh, cost me a lot of money in doctor's fees uh, for that and uh, which wasn't covered by the insurance company. And uh, the doctor kept saying, no, you cannot return to work and so on. Anyways, I get a call on a Friday afternoon after I got rejected, finally after six months, rejected from the insurance company, saying that uh, they didn't think that the, my medical condition uh, held me back from working. So uh, I get a call on a Friday afternoon saying from the HR department saying, if I do not show up for work on the, on that Monday morning, that I would be fired. Now, I said, "Well, what do I do?" They said, "Well, you have a choice: you'd either retire early now, or uh, we fire you on Monday morning." And I and I was shocked. I didn't know what the hell to do. Uh, I was speechless, really. And so I said, "Well," and. Being with the company for so long, and my actually, uh, uh, my parents both worked for the airline, and they are both dead at that point. And I thought my mom, especially, would just freak out if she knew that I was fired from.
2: So from what did the you airline. do, Brent?
3: Well, I didn't have much choice, and I said, "Well, I guess I have to retire." So they said, "Okay," and uh, so as uh, I said, April first, I guess. And uh, actually, my anniversary, uh, 30th anniversary, was March 25th. So anyway, so I said, well, I guess I'll retire. So first thing Monday morning, I phoned up my union, and uh, uh, they said that uh, seeing that I retire, they no longer could
2: help me. Grant, let, let, me, let me stop you there, unfortunately, because you know that was going to be actually my first question to you, which is, were you part of a union? Because as soon as you said airline, the, the possibility of you being unionized came up. Here's the reality. The reality is that whether what the company did is right or wrong, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. There's no other options. There's no exceptions. So even if the union says, we can't help you for whatever reason. There's no other options. You can't say, well, if the union won't help me, then I'll go to Lior or I'll go to another lawyer to help me. When you're part of a union, only the union can help you. Now, I can tell you from a, a law standpoint that what happened to you is ridiculous. It's complete nonsense and it's wrong uh, in, yeah. in the sense that uh, – they they. They can't do that if your doctor says you can't work it doesn't matter what the insurance company says the uh, but the reality is I can tell you also what the law says but the only one that can help you enforce those rights is the union now the one thing that I may be able to help you with is to deal with the disability insurance company so if you are cut or if the insurance company rejected you despite the fact that your doctor says that you are unable to work then obviously they should have approved you they should not have uh, disagreed with your doctor, so we may be able to get your compensation from that insurance company. Now, was this this past uh, March? Uh,
3: unfortunately, and this is what another question I was going to ask. Uh, I have, from listening to your show, I have a feeling maybe I've waited too long. How it long? It was. Uh, it was two years.
2: Two years. So if time. it was, if it was March you know just over two years ago then unfortunately you are out of time in, in all respects there's a two-year limitation period so i can't even help you unfortunately grant with the insurance company i, I hate doing this but it's pretty much bad news all around uh, mainly because of that uh, limitation period unfortunately
3: Yeah, i i just i thought that that was like i, I kind of fell for their bluff i guess and and uh, and, and there's and an important started... lesson
2: there for for our, our viewers or our listeners i should say uh if you're a, doctor says you can't work as relates to your employer that should be the beginning and the end of the story your employer can't argue with that even if the insurance company says oh no no we disagree it doesn't matter your employer has to only listen to your doctor and if they don't there's a prom that's when you give me a call at that point obviously if you're unionized that's different
1: by the way, the number to call Lior anytime, even when we're not on the air, 604-283-3123, help at employmenthour.com. Let's get, uh, let's get Yvonne on the air. Hey, Yvonne. Uh, good Hi. afternoon. How are you?
3: Good. Um, Go this ahead. isn't my problem. Yeah, I'm hearing a number of people. That they get laid off. They get an 18-month uh, severance package. But if they take a job before that 18 months, they lose whatever's left on the 18 months. So it doesn't encourage people to
2: get work no it doesn't it doesn't now i i have to say that an employer is allowed to offer pack a severance package in one of two ways here in other words they can do it as a lump sum payment here's one payment let's say it's 18 months fine or they could do that by way of what we call salary continuation which simply says they'll pay you over time usually if the company chooses that option the salary continuation option They would add a condition that says that if you find another job while we're still paying you, then we're going to cut you off and give you half Mm. of what's outstanding. Now, one of the things we need to understand is, number one, is 18 months even appropriate? So the fact that the company offered 18 months doesn't mean that it is. Maybe the person was owed 24 months. So that's number one. The first thing we have to always assess. But even if it is appropriate, oftentimes that's something that we can negotiate out, that whole 50% reduction. So... Yeah, the fact that the company offered it that way doesn't mean that the individual has to accept it that way. and that, That's just one of the reasons, you know, reason 155, uh. why someone should call and get advice if they lose their job, because there's, you know, the devil's in the detail. You may have a package that's not as favorable, and the terms are not as favorable, and we can negotiate that out. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, it does.
5: Thank you very much
2: no problem
1: thank you Yvonne appreciate that uh any uh, follow-up with Lior that is uh, quite simple 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com more of your phone calls on the way we have plenty of room so uh dive right in there you still got some time before five o'clock 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell this is the employment hour right here 980 CKNW
0: now 604-280-9898 this is the employment hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW indeed
1: you still have lots of time to call in star 9898 on your cell as well for your questions and concerns about your job your employment possibly for yourself a friend or a family member don't hold back give us a call one way to find out is by calling in before the end of the show this afternoon in the meantime i've been talking about the reasons why people expect or at least uh, accept literally pennies on the dollar when it comes to their severance going down the list of things leor the next one we love this one they often get incorrect advice from who none other than the old
2: ministry of labor Gosh, John, I, I can talk about this forever and I really can because it, it really bothers me to no end. So so let me set this up for those that are not sure what we're talking about. You know, if, if you think about it, if you lose your job, it may seem like the natural thing if you want to know how much you're owed is to contact the government, to contact the Ministry of Labor or contact the Labor Board sure. to find out, well, wait a second, is what I'm offered fine? And I cannot fault anyone for doing that. There starts the problem, right here starts the problem, and that is the Ministry of Labor, the Labor Board, can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements. They cannot advise you with respect to your full entitlements. So you may call the Ministry of Labor and say, hey, I've worked for the company for, uh, I don't know, six years. What am I owed? They're going to tell you six weeks' pay. Why? Right. Because that is your minimum entitlement. They're going to tell you six weeks' pay. The problem with that is your full entitlements, what you're actually owed, could be several times that. It could be eight months' pay, 10 months' pay, even 12 months' pay. And they're not going to tell you that. So most people are going to get that information and say, okay, I'm owed six months' pay. The company offered me eight weeks' pay. Sorry, so they said six weeks. I'm offered eight weeks. I'm going to accept yep. the offer. When that is in fact ridiculous, you could be owed five, six, ten times that. So that's ha- that scenario. What I've just outlined happens all the time. It happens several times a day, every day, uh, and, and you know every single Monday to Friday, every week. So that's a huge, huge problem. And I've dealt with this before. I've talked about this before. I've had legal action against the Ministry of Labor before, uh, which uh, was resolved. So I want everyone to understand that you cannot and should not call the Ministry of Labor when you lose your job. You can and you should call the Ministry of Labor if there's an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, if there's an issue surrounding hours of work, etc. You can and should call them, but not when you lose your job. And if you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, uh, you, you, you may find yourself in even a bigger trouble. So please don't let that happen to you. To get the right advice. As, as crazy as it sounds, the Ministry of Labor not only cannot help you, they give you misleading information. And and yeah. once you realize that that's the case, at that point it's too late, so call me. Go to Severance Pay Calculator. Call another employment lawyer. Again, if you don't like me, call another employment lawyer. That's fine. But get the right advice and don't accept less than what you are wrote.
1: I want to hey, get to another call here as we go here. Hey, Gordon. Okay, uh, good evening. How
4: are you? Like right away. <laughs> hey, Gordon. Hello.
1: Hey. Hey, pal. How are you? Yeah, we're hey, here now. How are I'm, you?
4: I'm good. Am I on the line already? You are indeed. What's going on? Okay. Well, look, um, a couple of different things. First of all, I have a friend, uh, and they've been um, – let's just say the contract was not renewed, uh, except they did not have a written contract. They had a verbal contract, and they worked as a part-time situation for how many years? Is it 16 years? Oh Okay, oh. 16 years part-time and uh, now the um, employer has decided that they don't need this person anymore. So they have uh, basically sort of said that they're going to retire, which is not true, and uh, they haven't offered any um, record of employment with any reason for termination, and uh, some things like that. Is there any uh, recourse on something like that?
2: Yeah, of course, but the problem here is not the record of employment. The problem here is the severance that your friend is owed. So if your friend worked there for 16 years part-time, uh, how old is your friend? Uh, 65. Well, your friend could easy, easily be owed 18 months' pay, 1-8, eight, okay, 18 months' pay. That's well, the seventh that he's pay. owed. And so the record of employment, yeah, they have to give it to him, but that's not a big deal because uh, one call from the government, they'll, they'll give him the record of employment. Oh, it's the okay. severance that he's owed. Okay, That's the key here. So he doesn't want to retire. He doesn't want to resign. Right. He wants to make it clear in writing. Email works great to say, I- I'm not retiring. If you want to let me go, I guess that's your prerogative, but I'm not retiring. Right. And if they let him go, if they end his job, doesn't matter what the reason is, if right. they let him go they're going to have to pay him potentially as much as 18 months pay. Okay, do, no, do you understand what I mean, that that's kind of more important than the record of employment?
4: Right. See, what we were doing, we were waiting for the record of employment to see what they put on there as a termination.
2: Nah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? So it doesn't it matter. matter. That, that, that's only relevant for, for purposes of EI. And unless he did something uh, bad, yeah. like steal or something, he's going to get a EI. that's a given. That's not a problem. Okay. Uh, the, the key here is the severance. So what your friend needs to do, yeah. once we're off air, call me. He needs to give me a call or send me an email. Let's connect. He and I need to connect as soon as possible. I want to find out more about the job. I you want bet. to for, find out more about his compensation and okay. then I can help him get the, the, what he's owed. Again, 18 months pay, my friend. That's a lot of money he's potentially owed. Oh,
4: I have a phone number of uh, 604-283-3132. Is that correct?
1: Three one two three thirty one twenty three.
4: I mean three one two three. That's right. Three one twenty three. Okay, I've got that. That's the number. And what Beauty. would your email address be?
1: That would be help at employmenthour com. Gordon, help at employmenthour.com. dot Employment. Um, employment. I'm
4: sorry, help hour. at employment.
1: Yep, employmenthour.com. dot com. Oh,
4: hour. Wait, oh,
1: right. Yep, you got it. .com. That's all you need. Okay.
4: Well. And then the first thing, one of the first responsibilities at this end is to write a, a letter, an email, and which basically says, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, by the way, I just want to inform you, I am not retiring. And um, maybe asking a question, I would like to have the reason why you are terminating me.
2: You know what? I, I would even say even before that email is sent, have your friend talk to me. I could potentially even yeah. write that email for him. I uh-huh. want to talk okay. to him devil's in the detail. There's a lot at stake here. So let's, let's do this right, right? Let's not just send an email kind of, you know, without having it properly reviewed and checked. Have him call me as soon as possible. I'm in the office every single day this week. I want to talk to them. You are in good
1: hands, Gordon. Don't worry about that. It's uh, You're in like a dirty shirt. No problem. See, that's all it takes is that phone call here on the air or to Lior and get things straightened out indeed. See, that, and that's, again, one of those things where everyone's so worried about why they got fired. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that or the fact they're letting you go, not letting you go. That
2: doesn't matter. Look at the dollar sign where you're owed, right? Oftentimes, this is a very common situation where people call mm-hmm. me with important questions, but it's not actually the real question they should be asking right. me. Sometimes I've had people call me asking about, or am I going to get paid the vacation pay that's uh, owed to me? Yes. Uh, am I going to get a, a reference letter? I mean, these are important questions, but the real question is severance because quite literally, that's where the money is. That's what the company has to do. So in this situation, it's not about the record of employment. That's easy. He's going to get it. And whatever it says, he's going to get EI. If the guy's been there for 16 years, he's in his 60s, he's going to be looking mm-hmm. at 18 months. You know what? I mean, potentially more than 18 months pay, John. Yeah. That's the important issue.
1: Got about a minute to go here before we wrap it for another uh, another week. Give me some details again if anybody missed it on the Severance Pay Calculator.
2: We talked about it a couple times already on the show today, severancepaycalculator.com. We talked this, on the this show about the reasons why people accept inadequate severance. Well, not only did I want to tell you why people accept inadequate severance, I wanted to make it easy for you to do something about it, so I created okay. the Severance Pay Calculator. All you do is you go to severancepaycalculator.com, you answer three simple questions. What is your age? What is your position? What is the length of your employment? and then you are done. You get what you're owed. You find out how much you're actually owed, the real amount, not what the company offers, not what the company thinks you should get, or what the Ministry of Labor says, because again, they can't tell you the real amount. The real amount is at severancepaycalculator.com, or you call me. It's easy. It's anonymous. It's free to use. And if you don't use it, you're going to find out later that you've walked away from tens of thousands of dollars that you're owed. Please don't let that happen.
1: Back next week, you want to get a hold of Leo? or 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour right here, 980 CKNW.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.